In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of Paona, and today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 6. And last week, we said that the theme of this Coptic month of Paona is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the greatest fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Love, the greatest fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Love is greater than any sign, any miracle, any wonder. Love is greater than all of that. Love trumps over everything. And that's why St. Paul, he says, Though I have faith that I could move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. Nothing. Love is supreme. And in the Christian life, like love is supreme because God is love and the Christian cannot hate the Christian cannot hate because God does not hate and in the gospel of today the Lord taught us two important implications of this supreme love two important implications of this supreme love the first one is that we should love our enemies to bless those who curse us, to do good to those who hate us, to pray for those who spitefully use and persecute us. And the second is to, to give to everyone who asks. And this is the hallmark of Christianity. This is a distinguishing feature of Christians. Some people might think that this command is like optional. Like this is the ziada, like only like the good Christians will do this. But actually, no, it's not kidda. This command is core of Christianity. It is the core of Christianity. It is the essence of Christian life. Our Lord said, if you love those who love you, then you've become just like the sinners. And to just bend like sinners like everyone else. You're no different than anyone else. If you love those who love you. He says, what credit is that to you? And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. So, Ahna, are we sinners and tax collectors? Kira? Or do we, do we have this love? Do we have the Holy Spirit in us that gives us the ability to love and to give to the extent that our Lord is calling us to do? Our Lord said... In the gospel, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be, that you may be sons, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. So this is a distinguishing feature of the sons of the kingdom. Our God is a loving God. He is not a vindictive or punitive God, as some people believe. This is like terrible theology. <laughs> some people believe that the hardships in their life are because of the, the sins or the wrongs that they did, so God is upset with them. And this is, Yani Shwaya, ridiculous. Yani, like... This is like karma. This is like not our faith. Last time I checked, we are not Hindus or Buddhists and believe in karma and kalamda. 
That's ridiculous. God is love and everything he does is motivated by love. Even the difficult things in our life, they are the result of love. That's why in the, uh, in the Catholic epistle today, we are speaking about Job. We are speaking about Job. Was the Lord angry or upset with Job? Or in Job, can I, like, God wanted to custard Job because of his many sins? No. Was the Lord or angry and upset with St. Paul? And that's why he gave him a thorn in the flesh? Can upset with St. Paul? So many sins of St. that he gave him the thorn in the flesh? No. So, Balash Nafakar, like, we shouldn't think like this. Thankfully, God does not go like tit for tat with us. He doesn't go like tit for tat with us. God is full of grace and mercy. The Lord knows that we sin. And sometimes we sin a lot. And we know that sin is enmity with God. Sin is enmity with God. And where there is enmity, there is enemies. Where there is enmity, there are enemies. But God does not hate sinners, thankfully. He does not hate sinners. He came to save sinners. And the gospel of today says, God is kind to the unthankful and kind to the evil. He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. karma, Is there karma in that? No karma here. The gospel says, He makes His sun rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and on the... The unjust, there's no tit for tat, there is no karma in our theology. Even the psalmist in the Old Testament, like King David, he knew this. He says, he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. God is so good no matter the circumstance. And that's why we as Christians, we are called to follow his example. And that's why I want to speak about like five important lessons that we can take from this, this gospel. One is that Christians should not be vengeful. Christians should not be vengeful. When someone hits you, do you hit back? When someone curses you, do you curse back? When someone treats you poorly, do you give them the the silent treatment and then treat them like passive aggressively like and this vengeance is a result of the wickedness in our heart it is the result of pride it is the result of envy it is the result of anger and nothing good comes from nothing good can come from vengeance nothing that's why St. Paul, in his epistle to the Romans, he says, Repay no evil for evil. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. People think that vengeance will make them feel better. But vengeance is the worst coping mechanism. <laughs> Is the worst COVID. Is there a drawback and that makes me feel better? How? Where, like what kind of twisted world does that like work? This only works in a twisted world. Where vengeance is a coping mechanism. 
Actually, St. John Chrysostom, he gave us two beautiful analogies to talk about this, like, vengeance. One I've said to you before, it's about the honeybee. And we said that the honeybee, when it stings, what happens to the honeybee when it stings? It dies. And likewise, when we sting others, when we try to sting others, actually we are killing ourselves. Actually, we are hurting ourselves. We are inflicting hurt on ourselves more than we are doing on the other. The other, the, the, like I get a bee sting, and if, unless you're like allergic, halas, I got a little bee sting, and I'm gonna live, and I'm fine. But said bee that? It's done. Halas, mess, it's over. When we sting others, we hurt ourselves. Another beautiful analogy that St. John Chrysostom gives is he says you cannot quench fire by fire. You cannot quench fire with fire. One person yells at you, so then you yell back. And then what do we end up doing? We just yell, Ah! And we just start yelling at each other. You cannot quench fire with fire. It doesn't work. You can't quench evil with evil. You can't quench abuse by being abusive. When fire is added to fire, what happens? It grows. It expands. When do you want to put out the fire? Well, until you want to, to quench the fire. So the Christian cannot be ven- like vengeful. That's why St. Paul, he says, do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. We'll talk about that later. That's why we need to learn and practice silence. We need to learn and practice obedience. We need to learn and practice humility. These are the virtues that put out the fire. That put out the fire. It was the Feast of St. Moses this past week. So I want to St. Moses. Mara St. Moses was ridiculed by someone. And after their meeting, the people came to St. Moses and said, Were you not offended by what they said about you? St. Moses says, Oh. I was so offended. And I was so offended. But, but, what? He says, although I was upset, he said, I did not utter a word. I didn't utter a word. St. Moses, that mumpkin can eat it. Like, I mean, he's so strong, he could have. Done with them. And he could have done He could have taken vengeance on them and showed them their place. St. Moses knows that you can't take fire and treat it ma fire. So he gave put water. He said, I was silent. Like I wish we learn silence. We learn silence. When someone is and is trying to and trying to ignite us. Let's learn silence. Let's learn to withdraw. Let's learn obedience. Vengeance has no place in the life of the Christian because vengeance belongs to the just judge. He is the just judge. St. Paul said, Beloved, 
Do not avenge yourselves. Do not take vengeance for yourself. He says, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. So vengeance belongs to God. And if we dig deeper into the meaning of vengeance, we realize that like the Greek word for like vengeance actually is the word for justice. Justice. So justice belongs to God because he is the just God, just judge. Justice belongs to God. Actually the same word justice is also the same word as righteousness. So God, he judges righteously. So his vengeance is not the angry, selfish, like vengeful way that we do. No, his vengeance is justice. His vengeance is right. So that's why we don't need to take vengeance. Let God take vengeance in the right way. He is the right way. The Christian has, or vengeance has no place in the Christian life because the Christian does not want to hurt anyone. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. The Christian wants salvation for everyone. The Christian wants goodness for everyone. The Christian is supposed to be full of mercy, thin in mercy. Otherwise, we'll become like the Pharisees. The Pharisees were ready to stone everybody and everyone. Christians are not supposed to be kidda. Christians are supposed to be lovers of mercy. That's why the Lord said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I mean mercy? To be merciful. Do not be vengeful. Vengeance has no place in the Christian life because it violates the golden rule. What's the golden rule? Have you seen the golden rule? Whoever has the gold makes the rules. No, that's not the golden rule. The golden rule is to do unto others as you would do unto yourself. As you would want men to do to you, so also do to them likewise. Do not take revenge because do you want people to take revenge on you? Yeah, if you counted all the times that you've wronged someone, do you want everyone to come in a deed like according to what you did? Do you want society to, to, to be like this? Or you want to have a society mercy? You, you, want, you want the people to have mercy on you. So you should also be merciful. That's why venge, vengeance has no place in, in the, Christian, the Christian life. Number two. Christians are not to be vengeful. But this is like the step further. Is that actually. And this is so like, like difficult and odd. Is that actually we embrace persecution. Actually we embrace injustice. Actually we do. It's kind of weird. It is, we do. That's why the gospel says, to him who strikes you on one cheek, do what? Offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic. Within it justice here. And I, I didn't deserve to be smacked. Why do I need to turn? And this person takes my cloak, you say, give him. Within it justice. 
Saint Paul, he also adds to this. He says, therefore, it is already an utter failure that you go to the law against one another. That you go to the courts with one another. He says, why do you not rather accept wrong? Why don't the Christians accept wrong? Why do you not rather allow yourselves to be cheated? And there's two reasons why I can think that a Christian will embrace what St. Paul is saying here. Like to be cheated and to accept. Two reasons. One is, I think we struggle with this concept because we value things very like inaccurately. We have an inflated value of things that of, for things that have no value. Yani, let's start with money. We fight for money. In Kulena we fight in Mashakid money, 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 money. But money has no like money has value here, tons of value here. But does it have any value upstairs? Nothing. So we can fight about money all we want here. And you have every right to. But it won't benefit you in heaven. So it would be better not to fight about money. It would be better not to fight about money. Actually, there's a beautiful story. You guys know the story of Mbabola. Mbabola, he could have went and fought with his brother. He had a right to the inheritance, did he not? He could have went and said, Yalla, let's go to court, let's settle. But Mbabola, he wouldn't be Mbabola if he went to the court. Would he? Khayr Mbabola to be? No, he would not be Mbabola. He would be Bola. He would be... Yeah, he, he wouldn't be like Qadis al-Azim that went into the wilderness. This is, this is the difference between the saints. There's a beautiful story in St. Macarius. We're going to speak about a lot of St. Macarius today. Because to explain this stuff, we need to see how it works in the life of saints. Because Ahna Nas like very poor and weak. So let's see how this worked in the life of St. Macarius. Mara St. Macarius, he came back to his cell and he saw a thief in his cell. And the thief was carrying things on his donkey, like taking his belongings and putting it on the donkey. And the thief was trying to hurry and was telling the donkey, Yalla, 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 we need to go. And Amba Macarius said, the axe inside. And he went and he got like the farm tool and told him, you forgot this, take this with you. And then when St. Macarius said, that, like, camel rise, the camel rose and, and left. Like, what? how? You take your cloak, you give him, like, this is the, isn't this the Bible? Because this is how St. Macarius, these are how the saints lived. That's how they lived. They lived differently, And this is true about money and it's also true about our life. The second reason that Christians embrace persecution and injustice is that the Christian sees persecution, sees oppression as fellowship in the suffering of the Lord. We see fellowship. 
our suffering as fellowship in the cross. That's why in the Acts of the Apostles, when the Apostles were beaten, what does it say about them? It says they departed from the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name, Allah. And that's why St. Peter, he says, but when you do good, like in his epistle, this is what St. Peter says, when you do good and suffer, when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, who committed no sin nor deceit found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, when the Lord Jesus Christ was reviled, did he revile back? Did he revile back? No, he didn't. And when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He committed himself to the one who judges righteously. And that's why many of the righteous saints, they endured suffering. Saint Macarius, again... Accused of fathering a child as he was serving as a priest in the village, and he never protested. And actually, he was beaten, and actually, he was oppressed. And he never said, I didn't do it, I didn't, and never opened his, his mouth. Why? Why would Saint Macarius, why don't you defend your honor, Saint Macarius? Why don't you defend the honor of the priesthood? Why don't you defend? And he had every right to. But St. Macarius sees the greater principle here. And actually St. Macarius worked harder to provide for the wife he never wed. And to care for the child that he, he, he didn't give birth. That's when St. Macarius understood the gospel. Number three, Christians... We're speaking about loving enemies, but I was thinking about why would Christians have enemies? Why would we have enemies? Like, people may hate us, but we should not hate anyone. We should be at peace with everyone. And that's why St. Ephraim the Syrian, he says something amazing. He said, do not have enemies. He said, do not have any enemies except for Satan himself. You're not allowed to have enemies. Why would you have enemies? People may hate you, but you are not allowed to hate anyone. And oftentimes, we, we soothe ourselves and we say, uh, uh, I, I don't hate anyone. But that's not what the gospel said. The gospel said, love your enemies. It didn't say, do not hate. It didn't say, do not hate. It said love. Seek reconciliation in everything. Seek reconciliation in everything. Oftentimes we hold on to old history, don't we? And we hold on to old history and that's why we are never reconciled. And then we say, oh, we don't hate each other. But that's not what the gospel teaches. The gospel teaches us to be reconciled truly, to be truly reconciled to one another. To let go of old history. Can you imagine that St. Paul, he comes into the apostles' meeting and they say, what are you doing here? 
And they say, what? Inta, you were the one that persecuted? Not get away from us. We don't want any. And they held the history. And they... Didn't, he, he's, didn't Christ say, we just read it in the cynic star. Now he is a chosen vessel. Sometimes we hold on to old history for no reason. And we hold on to old history and we don't be, we're not reconciled to one another. This is against the gospel. This is against Christianity. St. Macarius again, he said, If we keep remembering the wrongs which men have done to us, pay attention to this one, if we remember the wrongs which men have done to us, we destroy the remembrance of God. We destroy the remembrance of God. And I feel we, we remember a lot and we remember, but then we are destroying the remembrance of God in our life. Number four, the Christians should pray for their enemies. Should pray for their enemies. That's what Saint Stephen did. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross. One church father, he said, if man wants God to hear his prayer quickly, if man wants God to hear his prayer quickly, before he prays for anything else, even his own soul, when he stands and stretches out his hands towards God, he must pray with all his heart for his enemies. Through this action, God will hear everything that he asks. Do we pray for our enemies? Do we pray for our enemies? Another nice thing, St. Athanasius, he said, Christians, instead of arming themselves with swords, extend their hands in prayer. Ahna, we should extend our hands in prayer, especially for those who, who are against us, for those who give us hard time. And lastly, we, not only do we pray for our enemies, we should do good to our enemies. To do good to our enemies. And I'll finish with one last story from St. Macarius, story Latifka. He was saying he was going and he sent his disciple ahead of him in the wilderness. And the disciple saw a pagan priest. And the, the disciple of St. Macarius told the pagan priest, Oh, you devil! Oh, you devil! So guess what the pagan priest did to him? The devil and left him dead. <laughs> left this priest dead. My, or this disciple of St. Macarius, like, mayat on the ground. Like hard. Then, St. Macarius is following behind. He sees the same pagan priest. You know what St. Macarius says to the pagan priest? He says, greetings, greetings, you weary man. And this pagan priest says, what good did you see in me that you greet me this way? And the old man, St. Macarius said, I have seen you wearing in yourself out. I've seen you wearing yourself out with knowing that you are wearing yourself out. And then the other said to him, I have been touched by your greeting. And I realize that God is on your side. He said, but that other wicked monk who, who met me insulted me. And I have given him blows enough for him to die of them. Can you imagine? And then it says, the priest fell at his feet and said, I will not go till you have made me a monk. The good word. It wasn't just, oh, I don't hate you and I pray for you. No, the good word, the good action. The good action, even to those 
who did something so terrible to his own disciple. And he's so kind and so nice to him. This is the true Christian, the true Christian like life. St. John, he, in like Chrysostom, he said, Your mouth was not given to bite with, but to heal the wounds of others. Use your mouth for healing, not to give wounds. This is what St. Macarius did. Yeah? He said five things about the Christian. Christians should not be vengeful people. Christians should embrace persecution and embrace injustice as a sign of the cross. Christians should have no enemies because they are always seeking reconciliation and letting go of old history. Four, we should pray for our enemies and even do good to our enemies. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen. Oh, I can't